Well, in 2008, uh, the Indian cricket operation brought to the world a whole new superstar kind of um, factory, I guess you could call it now. They created something called the IPL or the Indian Premier League. It's now one of the most popular and lucrative sports leagues in the world. And here in South Africa, after many attempts, we've finally got something that is really on the road. Graham Smith, who is the program director of Betway SAT20 Challenge, is with us. Graham, lovely talking with you. You are obviously well known, not just amongst South Africans, but around the world for your athletic prowess. But it's as a businessman now that you are making a big name. And the, the whole IPL, let's just maybe unpack a little how how substantial it is, the kind of numbers of people who watch it and the, the, the finances that are involved there. It's got to be approaching what we see in some of the other major sports around the world. Yeah, well, firstly, uh, thanks for having me, Alec. It's good to connect. Um, yeah, no, I mean, I remember I, I was at the beginning of IPL in, in 08. Um, I was selected at the first ever auction for the Rajasthan Royals, and we went on to win the first year. So, I mean, I don't think any of us could have expected, you know, um, how that first year went and how it's been built on from year on year now. I think it's entering its 16th season, uh, if my memory serves me right. Um and, you know, if I think about the last broadcast deal that was done, the, the per game fee that they're extracting for IPL now is up there with the valuations of an NFL, you know. Uh, so it's, uh, it's, it's, it's insane. Um, we know how popular cricket is in India. Um, the, the fan base is huge. Uh, the commercial base is, is big. And it certainly you know, changed the landscape of, of cricket over the last 16 years. How do you feel about it being a, a test cricketer, test captain for the Proteas, and of course having played all forms of the game, to see how T20 has taken off? Um, if I think back, I think T20 for us right in the beginning was kind of more of the fun element of, of sort of the international schedule. You know, it's where, you know, I guess more trial uh, in selection happened. It was sort of, sort of an opportunity to go out and express yourself uh, it almost, in some ways, felt like a little bit less pressure than than playing ODI and uh, and Test cricket, but that certainly has changed now. It's become uh, not only commercially, you know, the sort of number one product in in the game, but um, also an opportunity to attract a whole new audience to the game of cricket. You know, I think that is that is key. It's also, you know, five day cricket is a very diff- difficult um, format to grow into many other new cricketing regions you know around the world or countries around the world so i think t20 offers uh you know certainly a, a big growth element you see now with um you know moving into the olympics uh in la um you know as an example there's certainly going to be a lot of growth in that format of the game and very exciting here in south africa after a number of false starts why did it take so long for this form of the game uh, and in particular what you are now putting together for january to really catch hold here, yeah, it's always difficult to know where where these things fell flat in the past. I mean, I think you know, obviously, strategy, you know, the, the structure of setting up these competitions. Um, I think CSA on a number of occasions tried to do it by itself, um, you know, and I think financially it just wasn't viable uh, at the time, uh, you know, for for whatever reason. Um, I think there were pretty huge losses. Uh, I never quite 
you know, sort of nailed the opportunity. I think, yeah, you know, uh, for the first time, we, we've built it just slightly outside the federation with CSA still the majority shareholder, but we've attracted Supersport as a, as, as a shareholder as well, or multi-choice group. Um, and we've been able to build it off that that uh, initial broadcast deal. I think that's somewhere where they, they fell flat in the past is that, you know, having a home broadcaster that is prepared to get behind the product, you know, uh, put its weight uh, behind the product in terms of the production, in terms of the, the rights fees, uh, and then that allowed us to to go to market to build a prospectus, and then from there, you know, you you're looking at a franchise model. You're trying to attract, you know, I guess the biggest entities you can in 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 the world uh, that can carry and help you build the product at the level that you want to build it. And uh, you know, we in the end did about thirty prospectus conversations and attracted, you know, once we handed it over to Deloitte, we we attracted fourteen bids, uh, and we were very fortunate that you know, six of those bids were IPL teams that came with the most experience, uh, the most good standing uh, and and obviously commercially really strong business entities within themselves. Yeah, you couldn't have actually written the script any better. Yeah, you've got, it's, I suppose it's like the Man United and Barcelona's and Real Madrid's uh, of the cricket world who are picking up here in South Africa, developing, uh, helping you to develop a franchise. And, and how much... Uh, you would understand that they've learned a lot since 2008 in how to run it commercially, but how much of the structure have you learned as the program director here on the way that the RPL is put together? Oh, I, I think, you know, you can certainly learn a lot. I mean, there were obviously RPL is the number one. It's a beast. You know, we discussed that. I mean, but there have been other entities that have had different models. You know, you think about the Big Bash, the, the Cricket Australia pretty much own and run that at the moment the 100 uh in in the uk also doing it under the sort of ecb banner um you know i know that uh, the 100 in itself is probably going to go head down the investment route as well now whether it's in sort of the central part or for, for franchises to be able to buy and own you know uh entities like like we do here um so I think this franchise model is certainly rolling out at um at pace uh, and it's changing the game but you know, as you say, to be able to attract six, uh, I think the other important thing, six at an equal level. Uh, so, you know, they're equally competitive, they're equally commercially strong, uh, they equally have the experience of how to run franchises and businesses and teams. Um, you know, so the object of a league for us is to try and keep it at the central level, is try and keep the cricket as fair and as strong as possible uh, across the board. You know, um, ultimately, you know, someone's got to win every year and you know, but um, you know, we want to see that that standard is is being raised every year, and it's competitive across the board without one team really, I guess, dominating for ten years. You know, we want to keep it as balanced as we can. So, in the RPL, uh, the franchises are allowed to have twenty five players, a maximum twenty five players, but for each game, they can only have four overseas players. So, so they don't just have four in the twenty five; they have many more than that sometimes. How's it, does it? How does it work in South Africa? Um, it, it's very similar. Uh, in your playing eleven, uh, you've got, you've got to have a, 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 I guess, a minimum of seven South African players. You can have eight, so it can be a seven-four split or an eight-three split. Um, you know, being able to attract, I guess, the level of international talent is also crucial to the success. I think we've done very well there. Um, we've got some outstanding international players coming back for season two as well. Um, so we ten seven in the squad this year. We we uh, introduced a rookie player as well. So our franchises, you know, have picked up a, a rookie player. I think you know in 
the tournament. We're in the squads this year. I think we've got four 17-year-olds that will be around uh, and learning. Um, so, yeah, I mean, part of our objective is to, to really expose sort of your top 70-odd, uh, 75 South African players to the best practice in the world game, you know, expose them to crowds, you know, um, international broadcast setups, um, playing against the best players in the world. You know, our franchises come with incredible, uh, you know, not only business acumen, but they come with, they bring the best coaches, the medical, the fitness or whatever. So maybe in areas that have slightly fallen flat in domestic cricket over the last few years from an investment perspective is we're trying to just really uplift that and expose our top 75, 80 players, whatever the number is, to to the best practice in the, uh, and the most competitive league that we can have in South Africa. IPL, with all of its injection of economic um, resources into Indian cricket, has clearly made a big impact. Uh, I think many people were surprised that they didn't just run away with the World Cup earlier this year. What about from a South African perspective? Is this the way you guys at Cricket South Africa or the way that Cricket South Africa is looking at it is that this will be the injection that the sport might need in this country? I think there's obviously... You know, uh, different ways to look at it. But I think if we stick to just the cricket elements, as I said, you know, um, being able to bring, I guess, this type of tournament and expose our players to a competition at this level um, will definitely benefit the proteins. You know, we hope that in two, three, four years' time, you know, you'll start to see a level of player coming through that's, you know, been exposed to the best in the world, that's played in front of the big high-pressure crowds, that's... You know, been seen around the world from a global broadcast perspective. Um, you know, they faced a Joffre Archer, bowled at a Joss Butler, um, and and obviously the top played consistently with the top South African players. You know, I think that that's maybe an area that's fallen flat uh, at domestic level in South Africa for for a while now. So, you know, every year we would love to expose the best seventy odd players in South Africa to that, and and we hope that that in turn prepares our players for the World Cups and the world events that are that are, are coming. Um, you know, the T20 World Cups in the US and Caribbean next year. And we're into season two. I think we're already starting to see like, you know, young players that are being picked for South Africa saying how the exposure to season one of SA20 benefited them, you know, uh, and gave them, you know, a bit of a platform, you know, to be better prepared for international cricket when it when it does come around. So on a cricket level, yes. I think on a commercial level, it's absolutely important that Cricket South Africa, or well, cricket in this country, found a seat at the table in terms of having a commercial product that it can own. Uh, you know, with franchise cricket growing, um, to be out of that space, uh, to have something that can you can own and, and build commercially is crucial. Um, you know, I think bilateral cricket in itself is 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 in an interesting space. Uh, it's probably lacking a little bit of context. Um, you know. Uh, series and broadcasters are probably not investing as much in in that type of uh, product anymore um so it was crucial that you know we got a seat at the table and we built something that you know we could really own and and build from you know take from strength to strength going forward a betway as the sponsor is an interesting uh, addition it is a many people don't know this a south african a group of south africans who own it even though it's a massive multinational today were they easy to get on board? <laughs> um, I I think, you know, if I think back to building the product, I was at the core, the core of building the product, you know, uh, I think because of the negativity in South African cricket that had developed over the years, you know, the failed products uh, in the beginning, 
Um, when you go into market and you and you're trying to, you know, while you're building the product, you're trying to convince players, uh, partners, broadcasters of this massive ambition that you have. It's it's not easy. Uh, you know, people need to buy it and trust you. Um, so I'm, I'll, I'll be forever grateful for that. You know, the first I remember we, you know, we signed probably thirty odd players on international stars on risk in in the beginning, um, and and they backed they backed me and they backed the the, the opportunity. You know, with other leagues cropping up around us, you know, there was a Dubai league that, uh, you know, money's not an issue, you know, uh, that was that was establishing. There were other opportunities in Australia. So to to attract the the top international talent for season one based on risk and, and us saying, look, guys, we're going to do it at this level uh, was incredible. And then from there, you know, it's, it's, you know, I think, you know, people forget that we're only probably 11 and a half months old now. Um, and, you know, to then go to market and attract broadcasters initially because you want to build a, a global product i mean our ambitions are to be the biggest league outside india i mean that is our our, our ambition uh, and we stated it from the start um so you know to be able to attract broadcasters like sky uh, viacom in india um obviously super sport and sub-saharan africa you know we're about to close the deal with willow in north america fox and and the likes you know it is a lot so that was a big thing for us. And then the title part there in year one for Betway to get behind us. You know, they're very experienced in the sponsorship market. You'll, you'll see across a number of sporting platforms. But, you know, so for them to support a product at the level they have uh, and then activate at the level they have, this has been a huge asset for us in, in season one and building to season two. And the players, Graham, uh, as far as the owners are concerned, the franchises, and it's it's inter- it's not difficult to work out. For instance, that the Durban Super uh, Giants are from the Lucknow Super Giants in the IPL, and so on. Uh, are they sending players over uh, from the IPL franchises, or is it a completely different group of players that play in the South African teams? Um, the, there is a there is a there is a crossover. Um, I mean, you'll see like Moen Ali uh, at. At uh, the Super Kings, the Joburg Super Kings, he plays for the Chennai Super Kings as well. You know, Navin Al Haq. Um, you, you know, you'll see him at the, at the Super Giants. He plays. So, on some elements, there is uh, is alignment, um, uh, and others not as well. Um, you know, for example, a Rashid Khan he, in South Africa, he plays for uh, MI Cape Town, you know, uh, and then plays for Gujarat Titans, who aren't actually in our league. So, you know, he, there's a bit of crossover. Um, yeah, on the international talent, it's always about availability. You know, if you think about Australia, have got their their own summer going on now. You you generally wouldn't attract an Australian player uh, that that is contracted to cricket Australia. Um, you know, I think there's a hope that with well, not a hope with, with free agency, you do attract some of those players. But uh, you know, in general, you won't based on the international schedules. But I think at a core, we'll always have our best South African players available, which is a key key thing. You know, our top international talent, uh, our top domestic talent, and we want to see that. Now, I think for the competition to grow, that's got to get better and better every year. I think you want to see new heroes being built, youngsters coming through, um, you know, attracting new talking points, um, and then we'll fill that with the best international talent that we that we can possibly find. And I think we've managed to do that uh, very well now, season one and going into season two. If you could get in a time machine and uh, take your own career and start it today, would it have made you, would participating in this have made you a better player? Um, I think these things are all cyclical. I, I, I think, you know, for me, it's just, for us, this was so far off the radar when we were coming through, you know, it wasn't, you know, 
I think these type of commercial entities and franchise leagues, uh, you know, if I think about what players are earning today, it's it's incredible, you know. And, I, and I'm 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 happy for them. It's the way, you know this type of growth is is important to to see kind of cricket moving with the rest of the world and the times, you know. Um, for me, it was about you know you, you you do what you need to do. My pipeline was very different. It was school. It was under nineteen. Then try and make it into your domestic. Uh, you know, uh, for me, it was Gauteng, Transvaal at the time, and I signed a contract as I finished school for Western Province and moved to Cape Town. You perform there, you get picked for the SAA, then you go to protests, and, and you know that's it. Uh, you know, you, you maybe play a bit of county cricket uh, in, a, in an off season or something like that. So, I mean. Where franchise cricket has changed the landscape for players now is that it's it's almost you know you played for South Africa and and you can play you know and and have a seriously you know strong career at franchise level and do very very well. Um, so for youngsters coming through that that whole mindset is entirely different now. And the moms are probably going to be happy that their talented youngsters could look at cricket, not just rugby, as, a, yeah, as an alternative. Look, look, yeah. look it's, the, it's the old adage, you know, rugby, the mothers are worried about the physical, uh, and then in cricket, they're worried about the time on the Saturday. You know? <laughs> so, <laughs> T20 cricket obviously does uh, make that a little bit um, less of an issue. After a good start last year, uh, you're now into your second year, what did you actually focus on and, and maybe just go back to last year, what you were hoping to achieve and how you're going to be building on it um, in the 2024 series? So, like, yeah, I mean, I think cricket will always be the main ob- object of the product, you know, to, to see really competitive cricket, the best players in South African stadiums, you know, playing against each other, a highly competitive league for me was, was always going to be number one. Um, and then, you know, as I said, cricket had developed a really negative space over the years. And uh, I think everyone was, you know, in, a, in almost a, a mindset of, you know, not loving the game anymore. You know, the fans had kind of fallen flat, people that got irritated with it, politics had got in the way. So we wanted to revive the cricket fan and then we wanted to in, like, be able to attract a whole new audience in the way that we went about things. Um, and, you know, so... Uh, getting fans back into the stands to enjoy the cricket, but when they were in those stadiums, is to really feel like it was a, it was a great occasion. So the, our other ambition is to be the number one sports and entertainment brand in South Africa. So, you know, we spend an immense amount of money on that in-stadium experience, um, from music to entertainment, uh, and offering things that you know, from from a young kid or a family right up to anyone else that's just looking for a good night out uh, on a Tuesday night is is something that we we kind of build our stadium experiences around and and that ended up being a huge success in season one. I mean, a lot of our sort of uh, fan data uh, questionnaire stuff that went out that, you know, people really loved being in the stadiums, you know, and uh, the fan engagement stuff that went on, the music, the entertainment, and then obviously the cricket. So for us, that that is always going to be key is, is how we can, you know, um, you know, really grow grow the fan base, grow the cricket fan base, introducing the new audiences, um, letting them love the game, having great uh, in-stadium experiences. And then the other thing that surprised me last year was the brand affinity. Uh, we, we thought it might take three, four years for, for fans to really get up to date with kind of, you know, who, they, who their local team, MI Cape Town or Sunrise's Eastern Cape or whatever. But I'll never forget standing in, in the first, so we had an uh, opening, we had a game in each stadium in the first week last year. 
And I'll never forget standing there and seeing the crowds going mad, you know, PE and orange and Durban in, in their colours and, you know, the blue in Cape Town and so on, the yellow in Joburg. And the fans just really so engaged. And and that was kind of a goosebump moment for me because, you know, having having seen our cricket go through a negative phase to see kind of people back in enjoying the game, having a fantastic time. People are talking about the young talent coming through, the superstars, and it's actually cricket at the core that's being spoken about that, that, you know, that was a goosebump moment for me. And Graham, just from a broader perspective to end off with, uh, the impact on South Africa Inc. on our economy? Yeah, so we, we did a, a economic impact assessment post-season one. Um, and yeah, I mean, it was amazing. I think, you know, to, to, way too much in taxes. I think over over 200 million in, in taxes paid, but you know, for I think over four billion contributed to the GDP. You know, I think over eight thousand uh, employment opportunities were created. Uh, we certainly felt that in the feedback as well. You know, from vendors to agencies to people that you know post COVID in in the sports industry or events industry that had just really struggled. Um, you know, so I think yeah, and the other one was sort of over a billion in direct expenditure. So. You know, we hopefully that will grow with tourism in particular. You know, we, we, we are beaming into all global markets. We've got a strong Indian um, presence. Uh, and we're hoping that from a tourism perspective, that's an area that we can really grow and, and really benefit as well. Graham Smith, uh, former captain of the Proteas, now a businessman running a 4 billion rand enterprise. Wow. Uh, look forward to the uh, SA, uh, the Betway SA T20 Challenge. And I'm Alec Hogg from biznews.com.